0: What's up, Longhorn fans? Welcome to another edition of the Recruiting Breakdown, brought to you by a great Longhorn Mortgage professional, Gabe Winslow. Gabe is a diehard Texas X with more than 20 years in the industry doing mortgages throughout the great state of Texas. Contact Gabe today and give him the opportunity to earn your business. I am Trey Elling, joined as always by Justin Wells of Inside Texas, InsideTexas.com. Justin, we are on the eve of National Signing Day One. How excited are you right now, my friends?
1: Well, you know, it, at this stage with the early signing period, uh, I think some of it's a little anticlimactic. Uh, it's not the same as it was in the past when, when we all waited for February and there was usually fireworks, but there's definitely some some, some, things, some, <laughs> some, some things in the works for the next 24 hours for Texas fans that it, it's going to make it a little bit more exciting. But anytime you sign a top five national class, um, that, 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 that makes my job a lot easier in matter of fact, it makes it a lot more fun. And so tomorrow is going to be like Christmas morning, a little early for most. Um, but a lot of kids are going to see their dreams come true. And a lot of fans are going to be fantasizing about what these kids will be doing over the next few years in Austin.
0: In terms of that revolving door, guys who could end up in this class versus guys who may exit this class last minute, it seems much more positive in the direction of the Longhorns right now. Currently, there are five different recruits that Texas fans have their eyes on. Let's run down that list right now, starting with... Uh, the name of the week every week. That would be uh, California wide receiver DeAndre Moore. Still committed to Louisville. Uh, took another visit to Austin this past weekend. Georgia also in the mix. How you feeling about DeAndre Moore ending up with the Longhorns right now?
1: Feeling pretty good. Uh, feeling, feeling pre- Texas, Texas has felt pretty good about this for the last month or so. Um, I don't consider Georgia in the mix whatsoever anymore. I feel like they've moved on. Um, he's committed to Louisville right now probably softer than Sharman. Uh, but at the same time, Texas has done a, a great job here Th- this has been one of those more low key type recruitments. Uh, you know, a lot of times the kids will hit social media or they'll, they'll, they'll kind of, they'll build up a lot of it about what's going to go, what's going to happen. But you know, DeAndre Moore, he is a kid. Let me tell you, he's a need position. They needed a handful of receivers in this cycle and and he's going to be joining and if he jumps in with, with John T. cook and, and, uh, Ryan Niblett, DeAndre Moore is really a good football player. He, he gives you a little bit of both those guys. He, he's a strong kid. He's a strong route runner. He's got some quick twitch to him. He, I wouldn't say he's got the top end speed, but he's got really strong hands. And he's a guy that I can envision in the Jordan Whittington role, doing a lot of stuff underneath while still having the ability to, to go over the top. Uh, Moore it would, be a, would be a great get. Uh, and I think most Texas fans know that and see that. All you have to do is watch his tape for a minute and, and you can figure it out. He used to be committed to Oklahoma. Uh, and then when Lincoln Riley took his brisket to South Carolina, uh, you know, South- uh, they decided to go a different direction. I know USC was in the mix for a while. He committed to Louisville. Obviously, his best friend or one of his friends, his quarterback, uh, Pierce Clarkson at St. John Bosco, he's also committed to Louisville. So there was a little bit of tie there. Uh, I think it kind of happened along the time that Reuben Owens committed to Louisville. But anybody that ever thought that Reuben Owens was actually going to play at Louisville wasn't paying any attention. And anybody that thought DeAndre Moore was going to end up in Louisville probably wasn't paying too much attention.
0: Moving on to uh, another skill position that's uh, all about catching the football. Also has to do a lot of blocking. Then again, Texas wide receivers also need to be good at blocking if they're going to see the field. That would be the tight end position with Camoria and Pimpton, a name that has really come on over these last couple of weeks in terms of a connection to the Longhorns. What's the latest with Pimpton in Texas?
1: He recently took his uh, official visit to Texas last weekend. Vanderbilt commit. So you know he's going to qualify. You know he's a bright guy. He's one of those late senior evals. If you watch his tape, he's played more receiver than than traditional inline tight end. He's a, he's at least six about two hundred five, two hundred ten, maybe two even two hundred twenty pounds. He's a big kid that's got an incredible frame. But he's one of those one of those senior evals that that popped up when North Crowley made a really strong run this year. They've got fellow uh, Texas commit linebacker Samajay Burrell. And, and Pimpton, they kind of identified him and as a guy they really want. And, and which is it's interesting, Trey, because they have two commitments that tied In already in this cycle Will Randall out of Isidore Newman down in New Orleans, uh, Arch Manning's teammate. And then Shannon Spen- uh, Spencer Shannon, uh, the tight end out of modern day uh, out in California. And so, uh, but Randall's coming off of a, a knee injury, and, and, and Shannon's probably more of your, your traditional inline type guy. Whereas Pimpton can do a little of both. I think he's more of your flex uh, in that tight end role. This is one that, I, you know, he's, I get, he's just one of those kids that you just don't pass on. Even if you're full, you know, the job of these coaches these days, especially in the portal era, is to stock the roster. It, it, it's to churn the bottom of it in a professional style. And I think that's what you see with Pimpton. This is a kid that you just don't want to let go. He's a kid that can do a lot of different things. Um, it's i think he's going to take a little while to get adapted to, to to a traditional role at tight end but you want to bring in talent and pimpton has tons of it he was tremendous for north crowley this year like i said he played he played a lot of outside receiver and he just he his movements for his size are a little scary he he has definitely got some twitch to him and that would be that th- like more this would be a kid that you just don't want to pass on. If you're a Texas, if you're a Texas coach, you you see the upside, you see everything that that's involved. Like I said, the fact that he's committed to Vanderbilt, you know, you've got an intelligent young man with a bright future. If, te- if Texas can pull him off and I feel like they can, I-, I think he's just another big piece. I mean, this is a guy that <laughs> with a shot, a shot, put of 54, 10. I mean, that's incredible for, for, a, for a tight end to, to pull something like that. And so Pimpton is definitely a, a, a major target 24 hours before signing day. And, and I like where Texas stands with him right now. Which of
0: those three tight end prospects do you think is the most college ready right now?
1: That's a good question. I'd say probably Spencer Shannon. Okay. Because he's 6'7, 215, 220. Um, he's already so strong. Uh, it's. It, 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 I'd say probably Spencer Shannon. I feel like all three are red shirt worthy, especially okay. going into next year where Texas seems like they're, they're pretty solid in the, uh, in the upperclassmen with tight ends, especially with Jatavian Sanders returning. But I, I would go with Spencer Shannon just because he's just, he's so, he's already so big and so strong that I, I feel like a, a semester in the weight room, he could be ready to contribute instantly. And this is a kid that he's got a great recruiting story you know this is a kid that grew up as a a top-line baseball prospect uh Mm -hmm. can you imagine this dude on the bump on the hill you know coming down (laughs) throwing throwing a fastball and and so but somewhere in high school he decided that football was going to be his journey he decided that football was going to be his way to 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 go on in life and and then for the most part the pac-12 were the only teams around him washington ucla oregon those were kind of the teams in the mix Texas jumped in. He took a visit. That thing was over before it started. Out of all those three, I know Randall's definitely going to have to have a red shirt. He's just now getting back into his rehab. Uh, But for the guys that are, if there were any that I think could play early, it would be Spencer Shannon.
0: Moving to the other side of the ball now with Utah prospect. Uh, He is an edge rusher, Tassili Akana. And if uh, people recognize that last name, that's because his sister just helped the volleyball team win a national championship a couple days ago. Uh, Another guy that uh, Texas was maybe uh, late in on in terms of being connected with him. But uh, what what do you have with uh, the Longhorns and Akana? Does he end up in this class tomorrow?
1: That's a good question. You know, unlike the first two, I'm not real sure about Akana. I know Texas likes him. I know they want him and i know that he he fits a, you know a need and that need is getting to the quarterback. Uh, Akana is, is, a, is a guy that you know like i said he he's an edge guy 6'3" 210 215. He is a what i call just an old school football player. He resembles so much of what USC used to recruit in the early 2000s on defense. He's that guy that just he brings hat for a living. He hits. He's like a truck. And he's got some athleticism to, to go along with it. And so he's – I think he's a special kid. For the most part, I think people thought when Colton Voschek flipped from OU to Texas that they may have been done at the edge position. But like I said, you're in an era now where you have to stack the roster. Uh, that you, you can't worry about numbers. You can't worry about numbers at specific positions, especially when you can, can potentially sign a kid that's got a rating of over 93 consensus in the recruiting rankings. And so uh, Akana's one that's uh, – that's a little 50-50 right now. I know Texas likes him. I know they have some confidence there. Uh, it's just going to come down to you know what, he, what his decision is in the morning. Um, but I, I do know that he, if you see him on this list as a commitment and signs in the morning, be really happy because this kid, um, that, this is one that I think could come in and play pretty early. Uh, I don't know. About, he's one of those that sets the floor really well. His ceiling is really undetermined right now. But if he is setting the floor for your edge backers with Billy Walton and with Darian Galette potentially, that is what you call a haul. That is, you know, adding Vosshick to the mix, uh, Akana would make the edge position. It would make Jeff Choate and, and Pete Kwiatkowski look really, really good to nail this guy on the last day.
0: Another guy that I'd be really happy if he ends up with the Longhorns is Georgia defensive back Tyler Scott. He is 6'2", big for the cornerback position, but uh, we've seen this staff work well with those bigger cornerbacks. This is uh, future at another position in that secondary. Perhaps right now he is a cornerback. Texas going up against a couple of SEC schools to try and win out on his services. Auburn squarely in the mix, Tennessee trying to make a run right now. How good a chance does Texas have in ultimately landing Tyler Scott tomorrow?
1: You know Scott really had a great weekend. He he really enjoyed Austin. He um, he was really excited. I got to catch up with him a few days ago, and and he really loved what Austin had to offer. But I think Scott's a kid that's grown up in SEC territory. Not you know not saying Texas won't be in that conference in the next two years or or, or maybe sooner, but
0: seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.
1: He's just grown up in that region, and and I think Auburn is one you have to really look out for. I think they're coming at him pretty hard in Tennessee, if you've watched Tennessee in this cycle at all, you've seen that, they, that they've they gone in and got some really good players, some really good talent, including one of the best quarterbacks in the country, Nico Amaliva. And so Tennessee's recruiting really well. I think Texas is playing a little behind in this one, even though they, they, they had a great visit, even though Scott would come in at a need position. I think he's got the versatility to play corner, nickel, and safety. You know, at 6'2", he's that wiry, Kind of NFL prototypical type, you know, uh, DB, and and he's got some really good film. He's the one three star that you watch tape and you think, no, that's not a three. He's he should be rated much higher. I like how Texas got in the mix. I like how he's involved there. I just don't know. Uh, I I don't feel as strongly about him. In up in this classes to do the other ones we've talked about so far. That's not gonna. That doesn't mean they're gonna stop. I know Coach Joseph's gonna still put it on. I know Coach PK and and, and those guys are still gonna. Uh, and, and also Tashar Choice, he's also involved in the recruitment. They got 24 hours to to see what if they can they can change his mind. But right now, uh, I, I think I think Texas is a little behind Auburn and Tennessee.
0: And finally, we have Waco Conley athlete Jelani McDonald, projects as a linebacker at the next level. Hearing some different things with regards to whether or not he might end up in the Texas class, if the Longhorns even have room for him. Uh, What's the latest with Jelani McDonald in Texas?
1: You know, this was a a kid like Pimpton that was one of those really good senior evals. Um, One of the best athletes in the country, uh, Trey. This is a kid 6'2", 205, 200 pounds, 205 pounds. I went and watched him. He played quarterback for, for Conley. And then in a few games, he would play corner or he'd play safety or he'd play outside linebacker. And he's actually a really good quarterback. He is a scary athlete. And he is a, a, the quintessential type kid that you've got to have one or two of those in every cycle because you don't know exactly what. I mean, he's probably an edge guy. He's probably an outside linebacker. But you still want that type of athleticism. On the basketball court, this kid averages 20 and change every night. He's on a state-ranked basketball team at Conley. He was won a gold in track and field last year uh, in the long jump at at Conley and 4A. And so, you know, McDonald just does a little bit of everything. Uh, There was a little bit of worry that there would be – if there would be room in this class for him. As we've learned over the last 24 hours, it looks like there will be room if he potentially wants to jump in the mix. Now, the thing to understand about McDonald is he's not announcing until January 7th. I talked to him yesterday. He's going to sign tomorrow morning, but he wants to keep it really low until he can announce at the All-American Bowl on January 7th. And so that'll be one that, that Texas fans after signing day get to pay more attention to. You'll learn more about him. And, and, and I can't wait to see kind of how he looks in the army. I mean, in, in the All-American Bowl type of the, the practices and things of that sort. But he's another one. You don't turn that type of kid down. If you've got the room, He's just, he's, he is too much upside. And I know TCU was pushing really hard as of late. He had taken an official the weekend before up there really liked Fort Worth. He formally committed to Oklahoma state. They've still been engaged with him in conversations that should give you a pretty good indicator of his upside Trey, because TCU does really good early evaluations in the state and Oklahoma state does incredible early evaluations in Texas. And so that should that should be a talent, just how talented this kid is. He's a really good kid, too. He's a gamer. He's a competitor. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know Jelani over the last uh, three or four months. And at the end of the day, if this kid ends up in the Texas cycle, this this is just another reason. This is the type of kid that you go from a top five class to maybe top four to potentially top three.
0: Texas has suffered only one decommitment commitment as we uh, get close to the finish line here. That would be defensive lineman Dylan Spencer flipping from Texas to Texas Tech. You still feeling pretty good about this uh, Texas defensive line class, though?
1: I am because Sadir Mitchell's so big, I think he qualifies as two guys. Uh, <laughs> I know when he gets his NCAA ID number, I think they send him three or four different ones. is huge. Uh, and, but I am a little... Uh, I, I want to say I feel I feel like they would have brought in a couple other ones. I know they brought in Justin Benton. They they, they did the eye test on him a couple weeks ago. Um, right now, it looks like Sadir might be their guy on the inside. And I think they may have shifted some of their resources towards the portal on the defensive line because I know they're going to need to bring in at least one, possibly two, from the portal uh, just to keep that keep those numbers good. Um, that all being said, they've got really a, a really good strong core coming back and they've still got a pretty good young group there. And so I, I see why they've been judicious with their offers and their takes on the D line. But Sadir Mitchell is, you know, he's a godsend that, that to me, he's one of the best. He's the top five kid in this class. Uh Georgia made a strong push for him early. They made another push for him late. He he remains locked in. That's a big get, because like I said, he he's. We know Kyle Flood likes big humans on the offensive line, and Sadir Mitchell looks like he eats big humans. Um, I don't know if you remember the movie Wildcats, but, man, oh, yeah. he looks like old boy that <laughs> they had to they had to tape the jersey on him. Um, and so – but at the end of the day, I, I don't think they're done at D-line. I think they are in this cycle, unless something comes out in the next 24 hours. But I do see them going a little – maybe one or two in the portal to, to just make sure you keep that – that D-line stock, because it's been the strength of this program, I feel like, for the last five to seven years. And like I said, they got some really good, talented guys coming back from Byron Murphy, Vernon Broughton, uh, Devondre Sweat, um, Alfred Collins. They're going to look good again next year, but you have to make sure that covered stocked, and Sadir Mitchell definitely fits that role.
0: Any truth to the rumor that after the bowl game, Steve Sarkeesian is going to hire Goldie Hawn as an offensive assistant?
1: Let me tell you something. If they turn that locker room into Wildcats, I'm going to be excited <laughs> because, you know, I, I don't know if y'all remember Levander Williams, Bird. Bird was Vince Young before Vince Young. Go watch the movie. Go watch the highlights. Levander Williams was a high four-star, borderline five-star, <laughs> and I think that he was, he was Vince Young before Vince Young was even there. If he brings in Goldie Hawn, I don't know if it should be Goldie, Maybe Kate Hudson, you know, Miss Hans, she's got up in age, but Kate Hudson, her daughter, she's she's still a beautiful lady, and so I, I would try to find some sort of middle ground there. Uh, unless unless Goldie can still call plays, because like you could tell in, in Wildcat, she's actually a pretty good defensive coordinator. She took she she convinced Woody Harrelson uh, to to switch positions, and when you can do that, I mean, he went from you know tending bar to growing weed, and so that to me that just shows versatility.
0: I feel like uh, because we're going to have a lot of uh, free time to talk during the offseason, that might be a good bit to to go through high school football movies and evaluate the talent. Uh, Varsity Blues, Wildcats, All the Right Moves, the Tom Cruise
1: Classic. Uh, early we 19th. can do a show on that. Yes, we can. There's so many good ones. And Wildcats, it's a little past this generation. Yeah. So I think some people kind of forget it. But if you ever go back and watch it, it is because um, you know who Levander Williams is. He's Bubba from from Forrest Gump. Yep. And so you see so many people in that movie that went on to do other things. And so um, that would be a great show. I think people really need to, to bring that movie back. Young Wesley Snipes
0: also a part of that group
1: too. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And
0: Goldie Hawn in her absolute prime in a bathtub. Right.
1: Kurt gonna- also knew what
0: he was doing. We're going to file that one away, uh, maybe get back to that in a couple of months. You did mention the transfer portal a couple minutes ago. There is uh, one guy who is maybe highest on the wish list for Longhorn fans right now. That would be Gavin Holmes, the very talented cornerback out of Wake Forest. I believe he did visit Austin this last weekend. What's the latest with Holmes at Texas?
1: Uh, that's a guy that I think Texas had identified early and often whenever he hit the portal. Uh, Gavin's a kid that can come in and play immediately. He had a great season at Wake Forest, all ACC. Um, losing Jameer Johnson to the portal, I think was the only big surprise, not big, but only surprise for us at this point. And you want to fill that spot in because I think Jameer was going to be really good depth next year. Gavin can do that, if not even better at a higher level. Uh, he really enjoyed his trip. He still wants to take a few visits, I believe, after um, after uh, after signing day. But then again, I, I still feel like Texas has solidified themselves as the team to beat for him. And so while you haven't seen him do a ton in the portal so far, just remember Sark was very judicious with their takes in the portal last year. They wanted to make sure these guys were were strong mental evals. And aside from a Jalil Billingsley, I think they did pretty well. Uh, especially with Ryan Watts, Quinn Ewers, and, and, and that bunch, uh, Diamante Tucker, Dorsey, as well, and so Gavin would be a, I, I, that would be a kid that comes in and plays instantly. And don't forget, he's a South, he's a he's a North Louisiana kid, and so those kids play with a chip on their shoulder. They they've got an attitude about him, and I think Gavin would be a guy that comes in and, and does well. He, he he had a great visit. He he really enjoyed. I think Austin was everything that he was expecting it to be. And so, like I said, we we read reports that he could potentially visit Penn State, potentially some other schools. I still feel like Texas is a team to beat down the stretch.
0: Thank you, as always, for a great chat, Justin.
1: Nothing but love, Trey.
0: Nothing but love. The Recruiting Breakdown is brought to you by a great Longhorn Mortgage professional. That would be Gabe Winslow. Gabe is a diehard Texas ex with more than 20 years in the industry doing mortgages throughout the great state of Texas. Contact Gabe today and give him the opportunity to earn your business. For Justin Wells, I am Trey Elling. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you did enjoy today's episode, we do appreciate you clicking that thumbs up button. Also, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the On Texas Football YouTube channel. Have yourselves a great National Signing Day, Longhorn fans. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. In the meantime, hook them.